Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for um, for coming to the whole foundation presents Seeing Through the Five Senses, and we'll be talking about sense of hearing. And our presenter today, our facilitator, will be um, Michael Babcock. I am your moderator. My name is Jael Espinal. We are both uh, sight loss instructors at the Hope uh, Foundation and Learning Center out of Sandy, Oregon. Um, and today, our esteemed ACB host is Cindy Levon. And our, um, we are obviously um, streaming on ACB Media. Thank you, everybody, and Bev, for streaming this and for attending uh, via Zoom and your various uh, devices. Thank you so much. So just to keep in mind, please remain muted out of respect for the presenter. Also, some of us are hard of hearing, so um, that, so that we, you know, just, just stay muted uh, in case you might have background noise that you're not aware of, and just so that everybody may appreciate Michael Babcock's material. Uh, if you so wish, you may call the whole Foundation and Learning Center, Learning Center um, after this session and specifically request for post-session notes. The information will be given to you at the end of the hour. Please stick around and off to you, Michael. Thank you so much for that, Hayel, and uh, I appreciate each and every one of you for joining us today to talk about sound. And for me, sound is an amazing experience because I am completely blind. So I rely a lot on sound to navigate my environment, as well as for some work that I do that we'll talk about here shortly. Now, uh, before we jump into it, I'm going to hand it over to Cindy, who can explain to you guys how it is possible to raise your hand, mute and unmute yourself, and all that good stuff. So, Cindy, if you could explain that, that would be great. Sure. Okay, everybody. Um, just to let you know, as a reminder, that all the calls are recorded. You saw that or heard that when you came on. So, for safety and your security, so you can... If you're on your computer, just tab over a couple times and hit the got it button. That way you'll be able to speak if you have a question. Um, if you don't want to speak or say anything, then don't worry about it. If you're on your phone, your smartphone, you can swipe over to the right and hit the got it. If you are on your landline or your push button phone, you don't have to do a thing. So if you are on your computer, to raise and lower your hand, Alt-Y, to mute and unmute, Alt-A. If you're on your smartphone, raise and lower your hand, the lower right-hand corner and more. If To mute and unmute, it's the lower left-hand corner. If you're on your Mac, to raise and lower your hand, Option-Y, to mute and unmute, Command-Shift-A. If you're on your landline to raise and lower your hand, star nine. And to mute and unmute, star six. Okay, back to you, Michael. 
Thanks a lot. And uh, a lot of us know that, but it's always good to go over the basics for those who are new, uh, because we are getting new members to the community quite regularly. As we talked about in uh, the very intro, we're going to talk to you about sound today. And I really wanted to give you a demonstration of some amazingly in-depth experiences that you can find on YouTube. So I'm going to tell you about them because Zoom is not playing nice and I'm not able to get stereo audio to come through. So you're not able to experience that. However, I will have a couple of samples for you today uh, to, to explain and show you ways that I'm using sounds. And I'm also going to uh, love to hear some of your thoughts. So while I'm going through some of my details, if you don't mind sharing, I'd love to hear how sound has influenced your life. And uh, you'll, you'll hear a way that sound has influenced my life that a lot of people may or may not expect. And if you want to go ahead and share uh, your name and how sound has influenced your life, feel free to raise your hand and we'll get to you uh, as we go throughout this presentation. So uh, you may or may not have, have put details together. And when you came into this call, you heard a couple of different sounds. Sounds are the audio, uh, sounds are audio that you hear through your ears in, in most instances, and sounds can be different. Right now, if I stop talking, you probably hear a dehumidifier and a puppy whining in the background. The puppy whining was not expected, but the dehumidifier was. And uh, there is a, a chance that you did not hear that because of the noise reduction that Zoom has uh, does apply sometimes as well. But sounds are in our life all day long. I am listening to music in a lot of instances. And when I'm listening to music, I also have people on Zoom and I have people who are, are talking to me on the phone. And uh, uh, my, my brain at the end of the day when I shut down is, is definitely uh, thankful for the quietness that I have when I go to sleep because of all the sounds that I listen to throughout the day. Um, and so uh, I, I think about sound is we all hear it and we can interpret it differently. Now, in, in the way that I want to get started with this demo is I'm going to go ahead and share an audio clip with you. Um, I'm going to share this audio clip. I say it's my voice, and I say the same exact thing using two different microphones in the same exact environment. And if you listen, you'll hear that there's a difference in that sound. And ultimately, that's what I want you to realize throughout this presentation and throughout today's call and with all of us talking is uh, we all hear sounds. Some of us hear sounds differently, but uh, sound is prevalent in all of our environments. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, mute myself so you won't hear me anymore, but you will hear my voice. And as I said, you're going to hear me repeat the same thing twice. Uh, and here we go. This is a test of the Samsung Q2U microphone running via XLR into the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK. This is a test of the Shure SM7B running from XLR into the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK. This is a test of the Shure Beta 87A microphone running from XLR into the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK. 
This is a test of the Samsung Q2U microphone running via XLR into the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK. This is a test of the Shure SM7B running via XLR into the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK. This is a test of the Shure Beta 87A running via XLR into the Soundcraft Signature 12 MTK. Now, with that demonstration, this is Michael talking again, not the recording. Uh, you, you may have realized it because you paid attention to the sound that you heard in the background uh, when I was talking prior to playing the recording and then the sound that came back. Uh, with this recording, you may or may not have heard it, but that very first time that I ran through the name of those three microphones, there was a hiss in the background that could have been eliminated from Zoom, and my voice sounded a little darker, a, a little more money, and that was with a $60 microphone. Uh, the second time that I read those three different types of microphones, and the words aren't too much important, I just want you to listen to the sounds of it, uh, you may have heard that there was less muddiness in my voice, there was no hiss, and the high ends or the uh, top parts of my voice was a lot more clear. And that was with a $207 microphone, uh, which makes a huge difference in the recording quality and the abilities that we have. Same exact things were, uh, were similar. Uh, I was in the same room, sitting in the same chair, tried to say the same exact lines. But as you heard, it was different dependent on the equipment that I was using, which makes a big difference. Um, and so that's one demonstration of sound. And I believe we have a hand, so I want to go ahead yes, and take a do. quick pause. Marcia. And, uh, I was going to say, I want to go ahead and take a quick pause and get that hand. And then after that, I want to show you uh, some more audio uh, audio content that I have captured because I can't see pictures. So Marsha, go ahead. Yes, you're muted, Marsha. Oh, well, yes. now you can hear me. There, there you go, go Marsha. Mm -hmm. and, and your name is Michael, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so um, interestingly enough, uh, I have RP and the site is going down and I live with a deaf, a deaf person. So I wanted to say that today when we went to work out, I heard a door slam beside me and I thought I don't need to open my door because I might run into their door or whatever. And, um, and then Jason told me that it was two cars away. So I'm depending mm. on the hearing for much more than I ever have. The second thing is that I'm a musician and I have been working since 1975 in music. And the, and the the idea, I mean, I can't see the audience anymore, but the power of being able to sing and sending music out to other people who can hear and see, they still feel what I can still do despite not having the sight. And so I'm still invited to places because I play piano well. And, and, um, and when you when you when I sing, I have heard from my spiritual teaching teachings it goes out sixty five miles. So I still have a value in what I can do in that. Um, the the third thing I was going to say is that 
at 79 living with a deaf person, uh, I can, uh, I think it's a real challenge in this earth school of life to understand our opposite disabilities and, um, and, and to see each other's value despite our disabilities and to be patient with our different challenges. Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. And when you're singing, though you can't see what's going on in the audience, I imagine you can hear things that's going on and you can hear uh, the, the audience's responses to your singing, correct? Well, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't, but I, I'm playing with some some guitar players who who they keep giving me, um, uh, they keep saying, play it, Marsha, and I've never heard the song before, but because of my experience, um, I can play it, and they value me, and, and I've had people come out of the audience, um, you know, and say, because I think with non-sight, I am more tuned into an inner spirit, so to speak. And if and if I hear play this song, I just go ahead and play that song. And I've I've through the years I've had people come up and say, that was the song with my husband. So I think when you don't have sight, you are tuned into something different within. Exactly, exactly. And, and I really appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Because it's true, you, you focus on what is your strongest sense when you are trying to uh, uh, engage with a sighted world when you aren't able to see. So thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. So before I get to the next hand, uh, I want to go ahead and give a quick demonstration of, um, uh, of some audio of my son. And I want to share this with you guys for two reasons. A, because I want to share when he was three, when he was five, and then when he was 10. I'm going to show you the uh, three, the demonstration of him when he was three uh, uh, real quick. And then I see Doug's hand is up. So we'll go ahead and get that after I show this quick demonstration. So I'm going to press this button. You're going to hear my voice and his voice. And you might hear, if you pay attention, that eight years ago, no, uh, he's 12. So nine years ago, my voice sounded a little bit different than it does now. Pick, hand me a car. One, good job. Two. two. Are we going to put three on or just two? All right, you ready? Come push the button. You ready? Yeah. Oh, man. And so that was Nicholas, not a whole bunch of him, but it was me and him playing with cars. For a sighted uh, father and son, there may be pictures that are taken that you can look back and remember that you were playing cars with your little one uh, when, when they came down to visit you or something. Uh, for me, pictures aren't going to do me much good. Granted, AI is getting a lot better with how things are interpreted by your phone and by other devices. However, I will never have something that can visually uh, give stimulate me and remind me of 
how things were hanging out with my little guy when he was uh, three. Now I'm going to show you guys some a Fourth of the July audio in a moment, but let's go ahead and take Doug's question slash comment. Good afternoon. A um, couple quick things, uh, Michael. Uh, it it has been shown that uh, even people that are visually impaired. Um, we try to rely 70% on the information that we get um, through our environment from our vision, whether it's uh, workable or not. And uh, just uh, quickly, uh, this past year, um, I lost what little bit of vision I had. And what I had before was not useful. And I uh, always had trouble hearing or listening or catching things. But since I lost all of my vision and I was no longer consciously or unconsciously trying to struggle to uh, make sense of uh, what I could or couldn't see, um, number one, I definitely appreciate sound much more. And number two, I have... a discovered that I don't have as much of a problem hearing as what uh, I used to think I did. And so uh, um, for those of us, uh, number one, uh, um, with visual impairments, um, we need to sometimes make the decision that our vision isn't the best relier to get information. And number two, um, that we need to protect uh, the sound that we have. If I could take it back from listening to all that loud music I did as a kid, I would. Um, great information. Um, continue. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Now, Doug, let me ask you before you uh, run off to to your your fun adventures that I'm sure you get up to. Have you noticed yourself more dependent on hearing because you can't see things or because you're hearing more than what you were seeing when you uh, had some sight? Um, I would say it is because I'm depending more so on, on what I'm hearing. You know, before uh, um, I could maybe look up around, even though I had a little bit of vision, I could look around and maybe see that there was a little bit of light and I could surmise, well, there's a window there, but when you can't see that doesn't work anymore. So then you kind of have to listen to where are the echoes coming from? Or if you hear the pots and pans banging in the background, um, then you can figure that that's the, where the kitchen is. And, and um, you can use that as a, uh, a tool to uh, kind of orient yourself, even when you are kind of lost in a, a crowd or whatever. Exactly. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Uh, I do see, Jewel, you have your hand up. Let's go ahead and jump over to you before I get to this next audio demo. Yes. Hi. Um, I wanted to share an experience I had, and I have a question that kind of follows up on that. Um, I do what's called birding by ear. Um, so I recognize birds by their calls. Um, and that's something I learned um from a book specifically for the blind through, well, I learned it through Hadley also, um, but there's a bard book for it also. Um, but um, so that's something that like, if I walk outside the door 
in the morning, I can hear there's a morning dove. And I know that, that those morning doves go to the same tree every day. So that orients me to, okay, that tree is next to the pear tree. And so if I want to go to the pear tree, I just follow the morning doves, um, stuff like that. And so I, I use my hearing for orientation and mobility more than anything else. Um, so I was wondering if you had any thoughts on some kind of like, like I can understand bird songs, like identify them. But if I'm talking to a person, I can't identify their voice and say, oh, that's Joe or that's, you know, uh, Mary. Um, so if you could at some point talk about um, honing your hearing to identify people and um, sounds better, that would be awesome. That's a very uh, big thing that I myself also struggle with at times. Uh, and, and often what I will do, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, and I'd love to hear other people's feedback on it or what they do uh, to keep voices straight, is I tr tend to, if I don't remember someone's name, have a general conversation with them and try to steer the conversation into them mentioning their name or something that would remind me of who that person is. Uh, and, and I like to associate words with people. So if I hear someone's voice that that might remind me of, I'm just going to pick on a secretary, for example, my, my high school secretary that I had, and their voice reminds me of that person, then I'll be able to associate, oh, you know, Jane is this person, for example. Uh, and, and that's how I'm able to recognize voices. Also, it does come, I have found, with more repetitiveness. So if you engage with more people uh, and you continually engage with those people, then uh, you can definitely uh, get those voices down. Lastly, one thing that some people do, this is a little controversial because you definitely want to ask permission, but if it's someone who you think that you're going to engage with again, uh, use some sort of recording mechanism to, to be able to associate so you can remember that person's name. And as I said, we've got a couple of hands here. So maybe one of these people's have a suggestion, uh, but great question. Really appreciate it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick on Ron too, who has his hand up. Hello, Michael. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Uh, concerning, uh, uh, this wasn't, the reason my hand was up, but the uh, the device that I use to identify people who are talking to me, and I can highly recommend it, is is called Orcam. My uh, Orcam, my eyes, and um, it you program in a hundred different people that are close to you, and uh, you program program them in by a facial recognition and then you put their name when it's when the program tells you to to name them and then it's in the it's in the memory so if you're wearing the orcam and someone's in front of you it will automatically tell you who it is but uh, so that's one one tool that i find really valuable and no. the other thing Mm -hmm. Ron, too, can I ask you a question about that? Because I have never seen an Orcam. I've seen it on TikTok a lot, but I've never seen one in, in person. Do you find that facial recognition to be fairly reliable? Absolutely reliable. Good, good. Thank you. And it's a little device about the size of a USB, uh, USB apparatus that 
magnetically clicks onto the side of your glasses. Uh, and if you don't wear glasses, they it comes with a, uh, a clear glass frame. And uh, it's, it's really on the side of your eyes and it will uh, identify people that way. It also reads things for you also, but, but the part Perfect. about identifying people, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer, but also when I'm talking to somebody and I don't know who they are and I don't have the work hand on, I don't have difficulty saying, can you tell me who you are? You know, or can you identify yourself? Cause I'm blind. And, uh, and then the, then they, they, it teaches them to say, hi, Ron, too. This is George. And then they start talking. So right. I, 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 you know, that's a sure way of teaching people to, to identify themselves before they start talking. Great point. I, I, I always forget the basics and you're right. If you can get people to introduce themselves and say something like, Hey, Ron, too, it's Michael here. Uh, what's, what's the status of that report or something? It doesn't have to be an awkward addition to the conversation. It can simply flow into how you're communicating with people around you. Right. Right. Now, the reason my hand was up was, uh, there's a meditation that I do where, um, when there's no noise around I'll, or I'll step outside and then I start listening to all the sounds that I can hear, uh, road sounds from a block away, birds calling out, you know, different birds. Like now I'm hearing a, uh, a crow and, um, and then it starts peeling away different layers of what's, sound is available that I'm not necessarily present to until I do this as a meditation and I listen and listen and listen to, and it's, it's, it's always a cacophony of sound that's out there. The wind blowing through the trees, birds singing, squirrels running, uh, traffic, uh, horns honking sirens. It just is a never-ending uh, stream of different sounds, and uh, and that's the meditation. And uh, I just wanted to share that with folks. Yeah, that's a great way to to get to know your environment. And I imagine if something sounds a little bit off, your your attention goes right to that. Correct? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that, Ron. Too, uh, Cecily. Thank you for joining. Let's go ahead and take your hand. So piggybacking off of what was just said, the talking about the meditation, um, I have practiced a, a meditation that was originally prescribed to use all five senses, but what I've been told by my practitioner is to make up for the missing vision, you know, add another one in, add grounding of your feet on the ground in addition to feeling the armrest of the chair you're in. So add a second one of one of the five senses. Smell the rosemary plant beside you and and listen to the birds like, like he said or the wind. But talking about listening, I just discovered, so when my Keurig is out of water, there is a light that I can't see. But I've noticed that when it brews the last cup that it has enough water for, 
instead of immediately cycling into the next, instead it goes quiet right there. And if I listen for that quiet, when it should cycle over into the next cup, I'll know it's time to fill it. I just found that today. That That's awesome. I have actually noticed that recently too. And, and it's something that I've used to carry for years and I never picked up on. But recently I, I had realized, oh, oh, that's what it means by that. Also, if uh, with the one that I have, often I will turn it on, then I'll walk away and don't even think about it. If I forget that I turned it on, if you lift up the front of it, at least with the one that I have, when it's on, you hear a little click. And then when you put your uh, pod in and then you close it, you hear again, that little click. But if you lift it up and put it back down to open it and close it, to put a pod in, you don't hear that click if the device isn't on. So it's little things that if you pay attention to them could help you be more productive in a again sighted world. So thank you so much for sharing that Cecily. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Looks like Marsha is next. Marsha, go ahead. The, the, the thing that I wanted to say is that um, for me, it's to have an expectation that people can understand and put themselves in my place that I can't see. And they cannot do it. They cannot. So if I get pissed off, angry, and give them what for, uh, I'm hurting them and me and the relationship. So when I was at a jam Wednesday night, um, I, I went into the bathroom and it had this wonderful smelling, because we do that too, um, so, and I asked this lady, I said, what's the name on this? Because I can't see it. And she says, well, she says, uh, you can go, you can go over there to the bar and ask the lady what the scent is. And I said, I said, I have a problem with the go, you know, because I, <laughs> I can't see to get over there. So I think for me, I really need to be gentle with realizing that people who can't see can't comprehend where I am. And I need those sighted people. Yeah, definitely. So, so if I'm understanding correctly, what you're saying is you, you yourself and, and all of us need to realize that when you're trying to ask someone who may not have a sight impairment, a uh, question about something you can't directly re relate to, you need to realize that they may have some some difficulties with comprehending the problems that you're having as well. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, I, and I know that when I went to CVI here in Daytona Beach, that there was one guy there who had been in the military and he was just really um, aggressive. And so if, if he left there, he was very independent. And he would walk here, there, um, wherever. But when he tried to cross the street, if some car pulled out in front of him, he would hit the car with his cane. Uh. And he and and I just we kicked him out of CBI because he was so aggressive and so um, annoying to people who were sighted and when he needed them. And then it was kind of a lot later that. I played in Avante where he went with his age and I didn't talk to him. I didn't want to talk to him because he had no understanding, you know, for people, for anybody else except him himself. Now I, ha I have an idea that everybody has a value 
and, and that's one of the little things that I work on. So somebody gave me a VIX plant. And um, when I went to CVI and I met him and I, I gave him a cutting from the VIX plant, he took it home, put it on his balcony, and it was living. And, and there was a freeze in Florida. I lost the plant. And I got the plant back from him. So everybody has the value if I just have the patience to let it go and not judge judge others. That's that's it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for sharing that. And I think that's something we all need to, to definitely keep in mind. Uh, thanks for sharing, Marsha. Uh, E.G., it looks like you are next. Thank you, Michael. Interesting topic today. I have a, a, a good friend whose grandson has, um, is 12, plays the saxophone, but he has a very severe macular degeneration, a kid's version, and is also beginning to lose some of his hearing and wants to continue to play the saxophone. Um, but I'm wondering if there's any app that you know of that would allow the app to read the music and if he had a, a earpiece in, it would tell him what the music notes were that were coming up that he could then learn, continue to play based upon the app helping him uh, read the music. So I'm going to start out by saying I am unaware of an app. That does not mean that it doesn't, it isn't out there. EG, is he on an iPhone? Uh, He is. Here's what I would recommend you do. If no one here has an idea, go over to AppleVis, A-P-P-L-E-V-I-S.com. And there's a forum there with uh, hundreds of Apple users that have probably gone through similar experiences that may have solutions for you. Great idea, Michael. Thank you. No problem. And thanks for asking. Uh, Desiree, thank you for raising your hand again. <laughs> and this time it'll stay up. <laughs> <laughs> well, until Cindy puts it down. <laughs> um. Okay, just clarification, I am with Hull Foundation, and there is somebody in here by the name of Hull Foundation, which I've asked a couple of different times to please rename themselves, and they have not. Um, and, and if you look in the text, your your chat. Um, oh, that's, that's me, it's Hayao, sorry about that. <laughs> um, as far as- Hi. The, thank you. As far as the music thing goes, I know there once upon a time used to be software that did that. I don't recall the name of it because I'm in the same boat being a singer and I am losing my hearing as well as my vision at the same time. That's a delightful experience. The sound does not work for me as it once did. Um, I strongly, highly recommend hearing aids, e.g. as soon as possible. Um, Because that'll help with pitch and resonance and all that thing, staying in tune. Because I know when I'm not wearing my hearing aids, forget trying to hit, you know, the high E and above. It just doesn't happen for me. Um, And just to to comment that, that, you know, because of losing hearing and sight at the same time, you know, how I hear things is different. What I can hear is different. How sound reacts to what I perceive is different. And it can be a real struggle because a lot of the folks here in, you know, the ACB community seem to just experience sight loss. And it's pretty evident if there's another disability happening, 
but when you're in the middle ground like me where you're losing sight as well as hearing or are you know currently pretty hearing impaired there just doesn't seem to be understanding for that and it can be frustrating and just I guess I kind of want to acknowledge that 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 is a thing um and you know what I once used to hear is not I can't rely on those things anymore mm. and it's frustrating so so anyway. Desiree as yeah. someone if if you ask my wife I have hearing impairments but that's besides the point <laughs> if, if as someone who hasn't experienced what it sounds like you're going through do you find orientation to be more difficult now yes 100 yeah. percent. yes i i know there's folks that have lost more hearing than i have and this is a common thread is orientate orientating is so much more difficult and you have to use i don't think any of us have have developed a good set of skills that's common for folks who are, you know, classified as deafblind yet for orientation. Um, but it's a real struggle. So then when you try to go be independent, for instance, I was talking to somebody who's got hearing loss worse than I do. And she has experienced quite frequently of wanting to be independent, used to be able to being independent, and she'll go into try to go navigate a restaurant or a bar or something by herself or like a gathering. And it's hard because you can't hear where the directional noise is. You, it ends up being a wash of noise. So, um, you know, you can't target where you might get help like you once could. It's instead of being, you know, directional, it ends up being kind of all around. So, you know, once upon a time you could hear where, um, you know, the information desk was, or right. the person who sits you at the table, whereas now you can't locate that. And so then there becomes that social thing of, okay, do I be brave and bold and just go run into something and hope somebody helps versus being able to locate it myself? Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. That's, that's something that I think is is not considered as much as as simply sight loss or hearing loss. Uh, the conjunction of them is definitely important to be aware of. So thank you very much. Yep. Uh, looks like Doug's iPhone has his hand up. Doug, I'm going to get back to you because we did get a comment from you. And I want to go over to Autumn real quick, who hasn't asked a question. So go ahead, Autumn. You will need to hit star six to unmute. All right. Hi. Yes. There you are. Can you hear me now? Yep. Uh, yes. I um, I wanted to comment on what Desiree said because I'm also deafblind. And uh, some of the things you were talking about earlier were things that it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to, you know, understand what they're talking about because I couldn't hear those differences. But um, I just wanted to say to Desiree because or anyone who's deafblind is, you know, there is a deafblind community. There's a lot of support. And I didn't really know it until I moved out of state, actually. But I know that there are places in Oregon, too, and resources. But it's made a huge difference for me to connect with the deafblind community, especially as I'm losing more vision. And um, I have 50% hearing, and I was born hearing since I was two years old. Um, 
also one of the things I was going to say is that I, I don't know, this doesn't speak to the issue of coming into a place and not knowing where to get help or where I have that problem as well. And I deal with frustration and I have to, you know, deal with that like the other gal was saying. But um, one thing that I have learned is I use a roller ball on the tip of for a cane tip. And this was recommended to me in Oregon from my initial mobility instructor uh, because of being deafblind. And that may be something to consider just, this is more of like a terrain safety thing rather than a navigation um, thing. But I feel like I get a lot more information. You know, I, I was tried to teach, uh, so they did try to teach me echolocation. Of course, that went totally over my head. Um, I can't hear certain pitches and things that I don't hear at all. So um, I found that having the roller ball that you drag across rather than tapping, I'm getting more detailed information that I would otherwise not be able to hear um, from the environment. Um, it's just a, a trick that I that I use that helps me a lot. Um, and if you, uh, if anybody have any points on how to deal with that situation where you come into a room and you don't know where to get assistance, I would like to hear that too, because I need that tip as well. So <laughs> thanks for letting me share. Of course. Thank you for sharing. And uh, you're, you, I, I like how you found creative ways to get tactile input of your environment from your cane that would be more detailed than just using a standard tip because that's the information you need to to use. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, real quick, Michael, this yep. is Hale. Um, I will interject real quick as another, yet another hard of hearing blind person in, in this conversation. Um, Autumn, I do lead conversations uh, through whole foundation uh, to support hearing loss and sight loss. Um, that is a future topic. Actually, you gave me an idea for the, our next session. Look out in the ACB schedule or the whole foundation schedule um, for our next chat. Um, and the other thing too is Thursday, I hope you don't mind my plugging real quick, Michael. Thursday, I will be having, for those of you who are hearing and want to find ways to support the hard of hearing um, blind community, do come on Thursday to my session. It is easing the way of communication for hard of hearing. Um, just simple ways, th simple things to consider um, or give you a new perspective on communicating as a hearing person with somebody like a loved one or a family member or, you know, a friend who, who, um, who is experiencing hearing loss as, as well as sight loss. So I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you for that. Hi, I'll definitely appreciate you sharing information about upcoming events and uh, things that, that may be more beneficial to others. So I appreciate it. Um, Doug, let's take your hand real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about using sound with your imagination. Well, I won't say much about imagination. Uh, some days I have it and some days I don't. What my comment is, is that I would recommend that people uh, look into the SASI committee, which is S-A-S-I, and that stands for Sound and Sight Impaired Committee, and it's a group of the American Council of the Blind, 
um, that uh, does a lot of stuff uh, with people that have both hearing and sight loss. So if an individual were to get in touch with the American Council of the Blind, they could uh, get uh, information on how to get connected with that group. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And I'm sure you have a very uh, eclectic imagination there, Doug, when you want to. Um, so before I get to your call or your hand, Jewel, I do see that. I want to go ahead and get the last audio that I had queued up here played for you guys. And this was when my son was five. Uh, him and I were spending time at the at our uh, apartment that we were living at then. And we went out to go watch some fireworks on the 4th of July. And he decided that he wanted to go ahead and take my cane and pretend to be blind. So I'm going to go ahead and play this for you guys real quick. We'll get to your question, Jewel, and then we'll talk about imagination. Hey, did you run into something? Yeah. What'd you run into? I oh. Are your eyes closed? Yeah. Why? Because you're pretending to be blind, huh? Why? That's a question that I heard a lot of. Uh, so uh, that's uh, another demonstration. As you may have heard from between, when, if, if you remember, when he was three versus when he was five, his voice started to be, he, his voice started to fill in a little more and uh, he well became a lot more vocal, but that's besides the point. Uh, and, and definitely uh, different environments. And both of those recordings that I shared with you were recorded on other, uh, are, were recorded on iPhones. So you don't need high quality audio or to spend uh, several hundred dollars like Michael did on microphones to get decent audio quality when you just want to do a quick in the field recording. So uh, let's go to Jewel and then we'll talk over the last five or so minutes about imagination with audio. Go ahead, Jewel. Yes. So I had a question for the other, the other, the moderator, um, Janelle. Hiel. No, Hiel. Hiel. Thank you. Uh, my screen reader saying it all weird um so i wanted to know if that call that you were talking about for supporting someone who's deaf is that for a deaf blind or anyone with a hearing impairment um like if some if you wanted to support somebody with a hearing impairment who's sighted this this one this one will be aimed more towards hard of hearing um and communication um dealing with some of the co communication barriers that come with say sound or speaking or environmental stuff but okay. i will address some elements of deaf blindness yes okay because i my boyfriend is um pretty severely deaf like if his back is to me he's not hearing me so you know the intersection of yeah, the blind definitely person with deaf person, yeah. yeah definitely yeah thank you mm -hmm. all righty thank you so much for that Joel. uh doug did you have another question or is your hand just still up Okay. Okay. Your hand's down. So I assume you don't have a question. Perfect. Uh, so my hand was just not lowered. I, I got it. Just wanted to make sure that, that we addressed uh, everything you had to comment on, Doug. So thank you for that. Um, so in the last five minutes or so, because we do need to allow a few minutes for Hiel to go over the end of call information, uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about imagination with audio. Now, as I said at the beginning of today's call, uh, I really wanted to share some of these 
agrees with you. However, Zoom does some interesting things to the audio, and I was unable to get it to successfully pass the stereo track through to Zoom, even with uh, uh, original sound enabled. So what you can do, though, is if you go to YouTube, and this is the best resource to find this, you can type in 3D audio or 3D audio demonstrations, and you're going to come across the uh, standard in describing binaural audio, which is where microphones are put on both sides of a model's head and they are, and then uh, sounds are recorded. Um, you'll, you'll find the standard in this, and that is a virtual haircut. That's where a gentleman comes in and you can close your eyes and listen to it. Uh, put headphones on that have stereo on them. And so plug them into your computer or into a device that passes stereo audio through. And you'll hear a gentleman walk in. He'll go ahead and uh, tell you that it's time for your haircut. And then he gets out scissors and you hear people cutting your hair. And it feels a little weird to me, and it's something that, that does take a bit of imagination, but it doesn't take as much as you might think. Because you hear the sound of the scissors cutting your the front part of your hair, you hear the sound of the scissors getting close to your ear while he threatens to cut your ear off, and you also hear the sound of the scissors that go up and over your head or around the back of your head. And all of this is done because of the way that your brain processes on audio. The way that this audio was recorded, it's like you're in the environment of uh, an actual barber getting your hair cut. In addition, another thing that I found was uh, an audio that demonstrated a interrogation. So you may find that one as well, where uh, there are implements used to interrogate you about something you may or may not have done. Uh, and then lastly, if you search on YouTube and you look for soundscapes or 3D audio uh, tours, you can find audio tours of beach walks, or you can find audio tours of cityscapes that maybe as a blind person watching videos of a uh, overview of these locations, maybe taken with a drone and pictures and stuff wouldn't do us any good. But because of the way that the brain works with audio and the ability we have to allow audio to stimulate our imaginations, then you have uh, that flexibility to be able to listen to those audio tutorials or, or those audio demos. Uh, and again, you want to search for 3D audio or binaural audio. Uh, and that is my quick presentation. I know we have 10 minutes, so if we leave hey, the room... 10 minutes left, Michael. Yep. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Cindy. I know we have about 10 minutes or so. If we have to leave early, that's not a problem. But uh, I'm going to take a last call for anyone who has any last questions or comments. Otherwise, we'll hand it over to Hiel to close us out. Uh, Jewel, go ahead. I just wanted to mention um, there are some great 3D audio apps out there. Um, if you just search the App Store or the Google Store for 3D audio, you can find some apps out there that have that. Like there was one that I listened to that one of the sounds was a fly buzzing around and like <laughs> it really felt like the fly was buzzing from one side to another going around my head. It was it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, um, I always then, forget about the app. So thank you. Yeah. And then the A lady, um, if you ask her for um ambient sounds, she can get do give you lots of really interesting ones. Um 
relaxing, stimulating, all sorts of different kinds. Um, so it could be like rain, rain on a tin roof, or it could be a cityscape, or it could be a cafe. Um, so pretty cool stuff. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I am not seeing any other hand. So, Hayel, let's go ahead and close it out. Awesome. Really interesting topic. Thank you, Michael, for presenting, facilitating this discussion on um, how hearing influences our senses. This is really fascinating. Thank you all today for making the, the time. Also, we want to thank, make sure to thank our whole foundation and learning center members and contributors because without them these virtual sessions would not be possible so before you all start escaping uh we want to give you guys leave you guys with a point to ponder before giving you the contact information for the post session notes um hearing is a form of touch you can feel it through the body, and sometimes it hits you in the face. Evelyn Glennie. Um, so, contact information. Our phone number is 503-668-6195. Again, 503-668-6195. Orohall at gmail.com. O-R-A-L-H-U-L-L at gmail.com is the email and wholeparkfortheblind.org, H-U-L-L-P-A-R-K-F-O-R-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D.org is a wonderful website to go on and look for information as needed. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you, ACB. The phone number is 503 I did not hear what... Could you repeat the phone number for her, Hiel? She didn't get the phone, the phone number. number. 503. The phone number is 503-668-6195. Thank you. Hi, Al, thank you for spelling the uh, the uh, computer links for people because so many people think that's Hall, H-A-L-L, instead of H-U-L-L. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. Thank you guys for coming. Really, really appreciate it. Please have a wonderful Tuesday. And we'll get the notes for this session. Uh, I will put together some notes and get them sent over. Give it a couple of days, uh, uh, Ron, too. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. Bye-bye.